<laughs> What's up y'all uh, It's your boy Mario We back with episode 19 um, Definitely been looking forward to doing uh, this episode I uh, got a special guest with me today on the couch And um, we gonna uh, get into some conversation about mixing friend groups And we'll talk about some other things um, this, <laughs> The person who's in front of me kind of threw me off So I'm kind of laughing before we hit play But nonetheless Glad to be back, man. Had a had a took a week off just to kind of life was crazy, but I'll explain it in a minute. Let's go thing. Therapist made me do this podcast with Mario and friends. I am, of course, Mario. Um, man, uh, didn't give you guys a podcast last week. Uh, caught a lot of heat from it on my uh, Snapchat and my IG uh, DMs about why I didn't like what episode that. So my bad, y'all. So I'll be honest with y'all. Like if I don't, if I don't have anything really like good to talk about, or if I just got a lot of just life stuff going on. I got to just kind of take that week off. Just like, hey, you know what? Let's just formulate our thoughts and get ready for another week. Um, but, yeah, nonetheless, man, I'm going to do this a little different this week because um, I want her to chime in on some of the things that I talk about before we um, go too deep. But um, we have a returning guest, uh, my lovely wife, uh, Jessica. Um, welcome back to the podcast. That's enough applause. How are you doing tonight, babe? I'm doing good. Thank you, babe. Listen, so I was laughing at the beginning of the podcast because this fool was talking about um, pillow talk. We always, Whenever we do stuff, we always have like pillow talk at the end of the night. Where we just, I don't know, it's kind of the, the one time in the day where I can be like a little gossip queen. So, uh, yeah, she she's stupid. Nonetheless, um, so life is good. Life is great. Um, pretty good week. I'd say pretty good two weeks for uh, the both of us, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Um, basketball is, uh, I say, on a hiatus right now, but uh, we just finished the first half of uh, well, the first part of the season for the Christmas break. I'm so glad it's on a break. Oh, shut up. It. But it's, uh, man, it's a lot, y'all. I'm telling y'all, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Shout out to my boy, Leon, man. Like I said, me and Leon talk every, we talk damn near every day about basketball. So it's good to kind of have a break, but honestly, like I'm off work this week and I'm probably going to, uh, Watch game film and uh, <laughs> just prepare for the season starts. So I don't know how much of a break I'm actually gonna have here shortly, but nonetheless, super fun. 
Um, super enjoyable, but man, just good to have a nice little break. So, um, before we get into uh, the feedback from the last episode, um, my wife and I went to a holiday party uh, the other night. My um, holiday party that I had for work. Um, mm, such <laughs> a great. How was it, baby? Did you enjoy yourself? So it was a good time. I mean, I looked fabulous. She in did. My gold dress that I found. Slayed it. There was a little incident at the holiday party. All right, I y'all. almost got out of character. So listen, y'all. Listen, I tell Jessica all the time, don't nobody want me, right? Oh, but this little chick did. Okay, so I was I was the MC for the party, right? So literally everywhere I go, I always end up being the MC for like holiday parties, bar mitzvahs, all that shit. So at the end of the party, now mind you, I'm not even saying this just to be saying this, but like me and Jessica real like we're the two cleanest people in there, but on accident. Like I wasn't even trying to I was literally laughing the whole week. We were Jessica was making fun of the jacket I had and everything. I was like, man, I'm just gonna wear something bright, just kind of something loud, just to kind of see, you know, because I'm I'm in front of people. But uh, it actually turned out to be a pretty decent look. <laughs> and my dress matched perfectly. And she matched perfectly. She had the gold. I had the cranberry and the gold popping with the the, the loafers, and then she hit she hit them with the gold, the matching gold dress. And then we walked in there like I don't like to say. Maybe why didn't like Mario and Jessica? I don't want to compare. Right, to I was going to say like who and who. Yeah. So, nonetheless, man, we get through the we get through the the party or whatever, which was actually really good. It started off kind of shaky, so you know, at the end of the night, like once I'm done doing the games and stuff, we do. Uh, you know, the DJ just kind of takes over, right? So you know, we mingling, me and just dancing, we laughing, we talking. So then, swag surfing comes on. Now, you know, I'm from Atlanta. All those guys went to my high school, paint job Stevenson, blue and black Jaguar. That's me. That's us. That's our song. That's our theme song. That's us. Y'all don't know nothing about that. When he say that, y'all don't know what he's talking about. Nonetheless. So I get in the middle of the crowd, boom, also I'm swag surfing with uh this guy. It was like probably the worst swag surf I've ever been a part of in my life. Um so while I'm swag surfing <laughs> while I'm swag surfing, I feel something. Touched my lower leg. His butt. My butt. I didn't pay any attention to it. Honestly, I'm just, it's people jumping around. I didn't think anything of it. But I saw it. Apparently, there was some girl at the party. (laughs) There was some girl at the party that grabbed my ass while I was swag surfing. Now. Or tried to like pat it. Like it was like a. Like it was falling down or something. Right. I don't know. I. And I, Mario and I have been together 14 years at this point. What you trying to say? I was not about to get out of character for some 12-year-old preteen during the situation. That means I still got it. You know That's what I'm saying? fine. You too have it, boo. <laughs> but what you not about to do. So I honestly, what I think was more irritating to me is the audacity that people have these days for somebody to do that. Because if the situation was reversed and a male grabbed a female's behind. I would have shot that bitch up. We would have had an <laughs> entire sark, sexual harassment, sexual assault complaint because of the situation. Nah, fam. I would have looked at y'all swag surfing. I would have seen that man grab your booty and I would have been like. I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> So I'm fooling with grandma wife ass. Now, mind you, so y'all, listen, 
I don't know who this girl is all my life. Like, at the end of the party, she called me over to the table and was like, hey, you did a good job. But everybody was doing it. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, thank you. You know, did you enjoy yourself? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. And I moved on. I have to this. I, I don't know who this girl is. Even the people at the party had never seen her, which I mean, it's not. I don't. It, she didn't need to be a a, a, a a usual in the situation. But then so strike one was the booty grab. Here we go. It's about to turn into a totally different. <laughs> strike two. <laughs> Was the he was walking by and she was trying to get his attention and I'm like, and you know I'm like I'm not about to get out of character out here. I know who he going home with. I already know what this is, but I'm just looking like the audacity. What's wrong with these hoes these days? Hey, why she gotta be a hoe? Cause she grabbed your booty. She was probably drunk. Uh, okay, then you should not be out if you can't hold your liquor. It's a holiday party. So if you would have reported her for sexual abuse. I wasn't sexually abused. You were, though. No, I wasn't. You were assaulted. I wasn't. Yeah, that's the definition of a sexual assault. Well, I didn't realize it was her. It's groping. It would have been an EO complaint. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that was strike two. I was waiting for strike three for me to snatch her up, but strike three didn't come. You can't even fight, man. (laughs) Okay. Nonetheless. Good holiday party it was, overall. We, it was a good time. It was definitely a, a good time. It was a good time, man. Shout yeah, out to Alma Peaks. So, so um, <laughs> man, let's get into this feedback uh, from the last episode. Now, um, I, sh- I, I guess I shouldn't say to my surprise, um, but, man, there were a lot of people that resonated from the person uh, in the story and not so much from even a military standpoint, but just like regular people, like, you know, like people mention like, yeah, I knew this person. I was cool with them, blah, blah, blah. And we were cool until I got to a point where I kind of passed them at work and got a promotion at work. Then they just got real brand new. Um, That was kind of the consensus amongst most people. Like a lot of people agree with it. I, I don't know. It just, to me, the the whole thing is really, is really disheartening. But before I go any deeper, uh, babe, do you have any thoughts on the situation? So I really enjoyed the part about classifying your friends, or if you want to use that word, um, Ooh, in, we don't get into that too. in people that want you just going to have fun with or having a, what was it? A loving a bond of love, a bond of love. And it really made me put things in perspective. I, I think I associate with some very influential women, some very powerful women, some, you know, just from all different walks and circles of life. And I realize that I have a I have a lot of people that they are just friends to have fun with. And that's 100 percent OK. Mm-hmm. I think where we mess up is that when we think we are sharing a bond of love and they they not. No, they don't. They're not sharing a bond of love with you. You're just a friend to have fun. So I, th- I found that very interesting and something to put in perspective when you start scrolling down your friend list. So, but you know, actually, I thought about that because, um, like, we we gonna hit on that uh, when we talk about this friend group uh, in a little bit. But uh, I would say, um, friends, um, friends, friends that you have for fun, uh, friends that you have, you share a bond of love. But I would even add like a friend of convenience on there too. Um, like a seasonal friend. A seasonal friend, exactly. And that's that's what I mean. Employment. Like it's like, yeah, like we're here, we cool, we might as well be cool with each other. So 
We'll just roll with it. But deep down, and honestly, it could be both parties. You know what I'm saying? It don't even have to be one way or the other. But I think that y'all both kind of know, like, well, once this season is over, we probably not going to be as cool or we're not going to be as close as we used to. So, yeah, And I think that part of that is maturity and understanding where your friendship, where the relationships that you have, where they are. Absolutely. And understanding that it is okay to just be friends for the moment, you know, military wise, it could be because we are stationed at that base and we've got quite a few things in common. And hey, congratulations. Like now we're, we're hanging out and we're friends. But some of those friends end up turning into lifelong friends. You know, when we were at Minot, we, there's still a ton of people from there that we still talk to. We still want to like, hey, we're going to plan a family reunion, you know, with each other that we still talk to on a very, very frequent basis. So I would say that sometimes those seasonal friendships can end up being lifelong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so just kind of going back to uh, this week, this that's why this this <laughs> this podcast was really interesting this week. Um, so I got some really, really good news this week. Um, and it is almost exactly like um, uh, exit situation. So, you know, my, um, my annual report had closed out and uh, I ended up getting um, like one of the marks, like a, it's called a must promote. Um, so, you know, I ain't, I still ain't signed my EPR yet. So I'm still nervous and I'm actually still in shock, but, um, but yeah, so that, that happened and it was so weird. Like when I found out, like literally I was like, I was stunned. Like I was just like, this, this just doesn't happen to people like me, but I came to work the next day. Like it was so weird. And I was like, man, you know, I'm just going to, you know, stay low key because I know how people get. And there was like certain people that I knew who were on that list that were like really short with me that morning. And I was like, dang, like, am I about to go through the same thing the ex going through? Because I'm like, dang, like, I don't, I didn't do nothing. Like, literally. And it was almost, okay, so I don't want to say for a moment I resented being recognized for my work you know i don't want to say that but like i i find myself feeling bad like man like you know they like like this person's actually really good and this person is you know like solid and you know what i'm saying like i hate that it didn't happen for them but like i don't want people to like feel some kind of way or look at me different or put me in a bigger microscope because it happened for me you know what i'm saying and like that that part actually bothered me for like a couple of days until i actually ended up talking to somebody and he was like man listen all this shit happens for a reason like this. It could have went one way. It could have went another way, regardless of, of who picked you or who rode with you or, you know, who, you know what I'm saying? It happened for you. This is it. The end. You but know what I, I'm saying? But I also think that we need to understand in these situations, whether it's a stratification or a promotion recommendation, that it's about records. And I think a lot of times people look at what happens in that moment or that particular year. That they're like, oh, well, this person just did this and this, but not understanding what their records look like and understanding that, look, we've been doing this this year may not have looked amazing to you, but it's because I had already been working hard. And I think that that is the part that even in exit situation, people don't know, you know, what the records look like. So records speak regardless of what you've done or what people think you haven't done. And then also at the end of the day, like it says to move in silence, like nobody needs to publicize all their accomplishments and say, Hey, I won this award or Hey, I've done this and I've done that. That's not necessary. Exactly. And I think people that are, I mean, again, if that's you, you want to 
you know, have your your party and say what you've done and all this other stuff. That's great. Do that. That's you. But some people are not like that. They prefer to move in silence. And I think that was the one thing with me. Like when I when I first moved here, like I didn't. I ain't really say nothing to nobody about, like, all the stuff I had done in the past two years. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody here really knew me. Nobody, well, only one person knew me, but not a lot of people knew what I did, in, you know, when I was I was gone. But I knew that. I knew we was killing shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was me, the guy I worked with, my whole team was killing shit. And literally, like, I was just like, man, like, this is the best chance I'm going to get to, you know what I'm saying, like, get promoted. Like, it just, it just lined up perfectly, man. So... I finally came to the point where I was like, man, you know what? I'm not even the, the braggadocious kind of person when it comes to this. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, my supervisor was like, you know, make sure you stay humble. And I kind of took offense to it. Cause I'm like, man, like, I don't, I'm not even that kind of person. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I ain't going to run around and brag like, hey, look at me. Like, I ain't going to do that. Like, I'm the type of person where I'm like, yo, if somebody wanted to see my reports, you know, saw what I did or saw, you know, Maybe what would have gotten the edge? I would have. I happily show them. You know what I'm saying? And even give them some some free game that people gave me. But you have to also remember that not everyone is like that, and most people do like to say, "Hey, I got this, and this is what you know, whatever." Right? I won yeah. this award, and and some people, which is fine if that's you and that's what you like to do, then absolutely. But I think that's the comment of staying humble because I think that a lot of people, and then also at the end of the day, it's not a guarantee for a promotion right but i think that a lot of people get butthurt about not getting certain things or getting certain things and and truly needing to understand what our promotion system looks like and what sustained superior performance actually truly is and that the board especially when you are going before a board they know what a hollow stratification is they know what a hollow promotion recommendation is you can get a promotion recommendation all day but if your report doesn't say and speak to the level of what you're seeking to get, then it's hollow. And the board can see right through that. Mm-hmm. My wife is the nerd of the family, if y'all didn't notice. She's just way smarter than me. But anywho. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh that's the last episode. You know, we're gonna we're gonna lead that. We're gonna lead that that till till next year. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it looks like uh, 2022 is lining up to be a pretty good year for the fam. So, you know what I'm saying? God willing, if it's meant to happen, we're going to have a, we're going to be celebrating a lot. So, um, with that being said, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and move into our small business, uh, highlight. So I definitely want to plug my boy, uh, Clyde Wesley Oliver, man. He does a CEO and the doctor podcast. Um, I actually got to meet him for the first time in like years, a couple of weeks ago. We actually had a mutual friend, uh, well, funny, I didn't even know the guy, but, like, I ended up doing this retirement for him, and, you know, they had been real good friends. So we chopped it up, man. Oliver, a good dude, man. So it's always good conversation whenever I talk to him, whether it be social media, in person, whatever. But just wrote a second book. I actually just uh, ordered it because my wife was uh, about to chin check me tomorrow. Would you buy it from Amazon this time? And I was like, well, I just bought Oliver's book. So check it out. It's called uh, Memoirs from Within. Um, I'll have the uh, the Amazon link to it on the uh, page when we uh, put this out for everybody. Uh, so just make sure you go check it out, man. Go support my boy. Uh, he does have another book. I can't remember the name of it right now. I just failed at life. But uh, definitely go check him out. It's on Amazon. And he is a CEO and the Doctor podcast. I believe it's CEO and the Doctor on uh, on Instagram as well. But like I said, we'll tag them. Um, anywho, aside from our highlights, I definitely want to give some accomplishments. 
Um, so she didn't even know this was coming, but I definitely want to uh, celebrate my wife. She uh, just won. She's a, a crip. Uh, <laughs> she's in a sorority. She's a, a Zeta Phi Beta Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. What the fuck ever. Anyway, so uh, she just won a Zeta of the Year. You know what I'm saying? So she uh big Zeta of the Year. Big dog, big dog on campus. Do you win money or something for that? You win I a do, trip? I do get a gift, so I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. What kind of gift do you get? I don't, I don't know. It's a gift. So a vacation? To, I don't think so. I don't think we have money for a vacation. It's probably a piece of jewelry. You got jewelry on the counter right here. You don't even wear. Jesus Christ. As a Zeta, you can never have too many pins or pearls or... You know what? I I would make this joke about Zetas in college that I knew, but never mind. Anyway, that would but be totally inappropriate. It would. And I ain't trying to get jumped. But uh, congratulations, baby. That's awesome. You, you definitely do a lot of work um, with the sorority. I swear they have like eight meetings a week, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand what the hell could y'all possibly have to talk about that much. Uh, in addition, uh, she also just finished um, her uh, certification test. Make sure I say it right, babe. Um, so she had to take like each subject, which is like every subject that you, that you could possibly teach in school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she just took, uh, she just finished her last one, and uh, I'm super duper proud of her because she was y'all. Let me tell y'all something. So when my wife gets stressed out, she get annoying as hell. I ain't gonna even hold you because I'd be like, yo, just shut up and go be great, man. But she's just like, oh my god, I'm not ready. I don't know what to do. So, you know, me, like, I'm always in coach mode. I always got, like, a motivational word of, you know, wisdom or whatever. But I think if we're just because sometimes she just kind of, she's kind of, she kind of gets a little worked up and gets a little ahead of herself. She knows exactly what she has to do to be great. But, you know, sometimes she just got to channel her inner Kobe and get it done. And that's what the fuck she did. So she knocked out um, all the tests. So she pretty much going to start student teaching next year. Yep. Six uh, weeks of student teaching. And then I can walk across the stage and get my master's. That's dope, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. She called me uh, after she passed her last one. Like, we had just won the NBA championship. She was on some Kamala Harris type shit. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. We did it. And I was like, oh, man, I can't be emotional. But I'm happy for you, baby. It's it's always awesome. I'm always be your biggest cheerleader. I don't give a fuck what none of your friends say. I'm always be your biggest cheerleader because I just think it's dope to see, like, you inspire so many people and then you make time to... You know what I'm saying? Still, like, stay on your grind and do what you have to do. And I just think that's dope, babe. Like, you, like, you're, it's kind of part of why I married you because your your ambition, like, you're one of the few people I've ever met in life that, like, you, you'll set a goal. I don't think I've seen you set a goal that you didn't accomplish yet. And it's not like, you know, I know some people, like, I want to do this, this, shit, including me sometimes. People, like, I want to do this, 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 and they just have a forever running sheet of things they want to do, but they never get done. But legit, everything I think you've set out to do so far, you you've done it, and uh, I'm I'm glad that you're such a great example for our kids to see because I'm a fucking thug, and you know what I'm saying they need a better example. Oh my god, <laughs> than me. But now, uh, but yeah, I'm super proud of you, man. I'm super duper proud of you. All right, so uh, before we jump into the topic, um, I asked Jessica if she wanted to do a relationship debate card because I ain't did one in a long time. So, um, boom, we're going to jump into this real quick. All right, so, are you ready for tonight's conversation card? I am. All right, so, a woman breaks up with a man, and when he asks why, she says that she met someone better. 
Is that ever a valid reason to leave a relationship? Explain. You want me to read it again? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> what you got? You want me to go first? You want to go first? I can go first. So I, I think it. I think it depends, right? I think that we always seek to find something or do something better. I think I would need more feedback. Like, what was? What did you leave that you didn't like? And did you communicate those things that you didn't like or wasn't? Done the I don't know like was there any communication or feedback done to make that situation that quote unquote wasn't good better? So I have a hard time with the the oh, it was it wasn't good or somebody better. And you know that old adage the grass is oh, always greener yeah. on the other side. I hate you so much. You took my well, just because you know grass is grass. Like you still gotta water it. You still gotta fertilize it. Like one thing may be better doesn't mean that everything's going to be better that's my that's my answer so i i, I definitely agree i think um I, I think finding the perfect man or perfect woman is like such a it's such a fantasy to people right and like you said like you know i said took my answer with the grass is green on the other side but sometimes like you have to make the effort to water your own grass, you know what I'm saying? And if you aren't pouring into that relationship, you aren't pouring into the other person. More importantly, if you're not pouring into yourself, like you're not taking care of yourself, then absolutely the first time like y'all hit turmoil, like somebody will come along and they just they may be average as hell, but they may do that one thing that your significant other is missing. They may do that real good. And you'd be like, Yep, this the one. And it's like, damn, like that's if 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 it's that easy, if it's that easy to leave, then why even be in, in relationships in the first place? Like, I don't know. You know, I always, you know, I know that there there are definitely guys that out there that look look better than me, and I'm okay with that. I even acknowledge that, but I guarantee you, they ain't got the personality that I do, and they ain't gonna root for you as much as I do. So, you know what I'm saying? That's that's literally all a part of life. Like getting better, being better, finding someone that truly makes you happy at your core, even when things are good. Or even when things are bad, you know what I'm saying. This is, I don't know. That's a that's a that's a weird one, man. Like it seemed like I would I would I would love to meet two people who went through that and and define like what better means. You know what I'm saying? Because nowadays you can have more money. You know what I'm saying? And people would, people would bounce for that. You know what I'm saying? Like what they say, money don't buy happiness. So I don't know. Like money money ain't always the the end all be all. Because you can be a total asshole and be rich as hell. And it's like, well, yeah, you get everything you want in life, but you come home and your man treats you like shit. So is that a fair trade-off to you or, you know what I'm saying? And I think it depends on what's better in that moment. You know, it it could always be better in that moment, but long-term it may not be better. Man. It just depends. So fight the good fight, people, man. I actually know, like, quite a few people right now that's going through, like, some relationship issues. And I don't know. I always tell people to fight the good fight. It sounds cliche as hell, but... I ain't going to say that what you got now is the best you can get, but man, just try to exhaust every opportunity or every resource you can to make your relationship work. I think the day you quit fighting is probably the day you should, you should be done. But as long as you got some fighting you and as long as you have a good foundation of what your relationship is uh, built on, man, when shit gets rocky, man, if you're doing it the right way, that, that foundation of why y'all were truly together will always be the reason why y'all stay together. Most times. I won't say all the time. Most times. All right. Anyway, 
Clear as mud Makes sense Kind of sort of Not really It's good Alright so Man I've been waiting To have this conversation For a Long Long time And you have been uh, Ducking and dodging The podcast People keep asking me When you gonna come on And talk about it Cause all you do Is keep bringing it up And then y'all Don't never have The podcast about it I was actually Just waiting for my Formal invitation To oh, come in the mail Shut up Whatever Anywho, tonight we're going to talk about mixing friend groups, and um, we're not going to keep you here very long. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to get to the meat and potatoes of it. But um, just now we're actually talking about what situation uh, happened that made us that even brought this conversation up. Now the weird part is we've had many a situation. Uh, with people where we just like, see, this is why we don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to do you want to explain what mixed friend groups is, maybe Do you want to? Sure. Know? So, essentially, you know, you know, kind of very similar to your previous episode about you know your friends, and you kind of classify your friends maybe in different. Oh my God, you about to give away the. You know, you you classify your friends in different groups. You know, these are people that I can do certain things with. Um, You've got to just be careful with how you mix, you know, because don't get me wrong. Like you can have a party and invite a ton of people and everybody gets together. So we used to do Halloween parties back in the day. Mm -hmm. Invited, I mean, people from all opposite ends of the spectrum. Invited everyone. Listen, and Literally. people would just show up and we're like, we heard you guys are having a party. And we're like, yeah, oh, sure. Come on in. Right. So, I mean, in those situations, it's a little different. I think it really depends upon the setting and then kind of, you know, if there's going to be conversations, those type of things. But that's essentially, you know, the, the the background is just being very cognizant of who you're mixing and then keeping in perspective the type of friend that they are to you. So, you know, it's interesting, like you kind of brought up. You know, back when we used to be like party animals, and I know, like for those of y'all that know us now, you like this sounds imagine. crazy. But when I tell you, me and Jessica used to throw some of the best. That Halloween party, I'm not gonna lie, that's the best Halloween party I've ever been to. Probably in a, I can't even mm-hmm. think of one better than that. Like real life, it's got to be top three lifetime. Like, let's just put it in perspective. Mario dressed up as a pimp, and I dressed up as a dominatrix. Like <laughs> <laughs> just. You know, like we used to really party hard back in the day before we, you know. It, man, I'm telling you, people gonna listen to this. They gonna be like, no. "Ain't no way, ain't, ain't no, no fucking, fucking way." way. <laughs> <laughs> but real life, man. If, you, if you've known us for like, I don't even know if anybody from back in the day still even listen to this podcast. But legit, we used to have like theme parties, and literally would be the same group of people that we would always, you know, invite and come over. Mm-hmm. We just hang out. It was, it was such a good time, man. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, but so thinking about that and thinking about those days, I think kind of like uh subconsciously ingrained in my mind is like, yo, you absolutely I can bring a random mix of people because I like to think that I'm a very great person. Like I feel like I can go into almost any situation and blend in and be perfectly fine. So you're like, man, if I can have a party with a bunch of people that I don't even halfway know, everybody have a good time, ain't no friction, ain't no drama. Everything's cool. Man, it shouldn't be nothing for us to be like, oh, yeah, y'all want to come with us here? Y'all want to go with us here and it'd be fine. However, life has shown us 
that that is not entirely true. Now, when you talk about like categorizing like friends, like we've been <laughs> we've been places where we've been on uh, dates with people, we've been on vacations with people. Um, Don't do that too many more times. Yeah, and like it's so, mind you, just just and I are not rich by no stretch of the imagination. However, we have been places with people where clearly finances were a very big deal. Like too much, so so much to the point where you just like, why'd you even come? Yeah, I should probably should never came. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just makes it really awkward. And I ain't saying I gotta have rich friends, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if we go somewhere, like I need you to have your shit together, or at least let me know, like. If you have your shit together. So, I'm going to ask you this first question. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you and I have had this conversation, like, several times. Um, so, do you, agree, do you agree or disagree about having, in a relationship, so you and I, for example, uh, you having your friends, me having my friends, and us having our friends, like, mutual friends? Absolutely. I think that there are things that you're interested in that I'm not interested in. And that's then you find your you have those friends that are interested in that thing. And then absolutely. I think that we do need to have our own separate friend groups. But I do think there needs to be a mutual respect for each of those individual friend groups. Um, So, for example, you know, he says this all the time. I don't ever like none of your friends. Like, I do think that that. Not all of them. I do like some of some of Jessica's friends. Where's the little crickets thing? That's what we needed right there. So, I, I, I yes, I think we do need to have individual friends because I think that certain people are going to pour into you for certain things, and they're not going to pour into me for certain things. And I could, I could one hundred percent not have have that life encounter, and that's okay. Okay, so, <laughs> so so you're not wrong, and like, and like I've said before, I just think sometimes I'm just very overprotective of you, and I know like how you are as a person, and I know uh, like the value that you bring to my life, and like I just be like, man, like I know like when you really ride for somebody, you really you know cool with somebody, I know like that you'll do like literally anything for them, so. When I see people and my discernment switch starts going off and I'm like, see, they're not even worthy of the friendship that Jessica about to give them. And I'll just, I don't like you for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, that, that's just me. Now, I will tell you, our mutual friends, mm-hmm. fantastic. Love them all. And I think a part of it is because I feel like they acknowledge us as being good people instead of like, Individually, individually, always just acknowledging you, like you just married to your fucking self out here. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, so yes, I agree that I think our mutual friends together are amazing. I and I think that sometimes it's very rare because I remember us being in Illinois, I believe it was, and I felt like that was like the time where we felt I felt like we grew up. Mm. We were like, okay, like we're no longer partying. Yeah. We should probably get our life together. And as we were looking for mutual friends, because at that point in time, we had had another kid. And now we're, you know, we're like, not that we weren't parents before, because we were. um, But now we have two kids. We're trying to make sure that they have friends and trying to find 
friends for us as adults that have kids around our kids age was very difficult. And then also that we both liked them because one thing happened, like one or the other happened, the husband was cool and the wife was cray cray. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. And yes. I feel That's like right. I'm very tolerant of people. Yeah. But if I can't even bond with you over common stuff, like that's up for me. I just, and I just choose not to exert the energy or be the other way around. The wife was cray. The wife was like nice and she was cool. And then the husband was off so that became a struggle for us when we were in Illinois until we met the Andersons. Oh, hold on. So I would before we even go to the Andersons, I would even say uh, Adrian and Justin were probably the first. Yes, they were. Our, and that yeah. was in D.C. And I was like, wait, so there are normal people here like the husband's cool. The wife is cool. The kids all, all got, got along. along. It was great. It was such a unicorn situation. And they were our neighbors. So they lived one house down from us. There was a house in between ours. Yeah. So, and they had five kids. So literally our kid, well, we just had Jaden at the time. Miles was born there. Mm-hmm. But Jaden would go down and play with the boys. We would hang out together. We would meet up at each other's houses. Like, no, they were amazing. We went to the inauguration ball together when Barack Obama got reelected and just had a very genuine good time. So shout out to the Reeds. If you're listening, we love you. Yeah, we for miss sure, you guys. Man. And the Andersons, man. It's- yes, we met the Andersons, and it was. I think I met, I met him first, dropping off, dropping off the boys when I dropped Jaden off at like the youth center. You always meet our good friends first. It's, well, it's never me. And it's weird because like he's always very like, who are you man? What you they, they ain't no ain't something wrong with them. Cause you don't never like nobody. It's normally me like, babe, they cool. I promise. And I'd be like, okay. But lately it's been like you like like crazy. And you've been spot on. You've been spot on. I gotta get to you. Sometimes. So yeah, the Andersons were our next adult friends. And it worked out so good because their son, their oldest and our oldest were this, I think, a year apart. Yeah, my dog, Alice. And then our youngest were the same age because they were in the same CDC classroom together. Well, they were in the adjoining classrooms. And it was perfect. So the kids, we could hang out. The kids would all go play. The adults would hang out and have a good time. We're still waiting to form FLC. Oh, my God. You're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. All right. So. So, and, but see, that's my point. Like our, I wish our mutual friends, or I wish like your friends and my friends had the same attributes as our mutual friends do. But I notice our mutual friends, like people we genuinely rock with, like don't mind talking to whenever. I hate to say they're older, but they're more mature. Thinking about it, they kind of got their head on a little better. You know what I'm saying? Like, Critical thinker, a lot more educated. Not that degrees matter, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they just... Educated in life. Yeah, so you can have a myriad of conversations with them about a lot of things. Yeah, and I would say that with our mutual friends, that we don't have 100% of everything in common. But I think it's... We are able, like you said, to have a ton of different conversations, not necessarily having to feel like we need to agree with each other. I think that, you know, Mario and Tony have had some... Very interesting. I say disagreements, but just conversations and debates. There's no love lost. It's just a conversation. And then we move on and it's like, okay, great. So what's for dinner now? Um, we, I just love, I love a good confrontation. Not in a bad way. I just, he just likes to debate. He should have been on the debate club and 
I should That's have, cool. but I ain't make it that far. Your boy, let me, let me stop because you don't like what I mean. Right. That joke about having a GED. Thank All right, you. so never mind. But yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, so I will say, like, to just conclude on this part, I don't hate all of Jessica's friends. I don't. I just don't agree with the vast majority of them. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, I think sometimes you've taken certain situations super personal and not that. And I just I think that maybe you overreacted to a couple of things. Oh, we'll have that'll be an offline. Com- that'll be okay. we'll, we'll add it to the pillow talk tonight. You know, I'm about to say, thus explain, do tell. Yes, I just, I, I do think, but I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you because I do think that sometimes there's been people that you're like, eh, I don't know about this person. And I think, like in the context of what we were talking about, and I do remember one person in very in particular that was like, oh. She doesn't have your best interest. And I'm like, oh, like in the situation that was going on at the time. Yes, I think she did absolutely have my best interest. But part of it was just a person to, to vent to you considering, you know, the situation that was going on. Yeah. But I think that because of that situation, you vote. Now you're like, I don't like her. <laughs> Versus being like, hey, like this was a very heavy situation that we had going on. Right. And as a friend, she is she team Jessica. Yeah, she's I mean, like and she I think she was she was. Excuse me. She's Team Jessica, and I think she's Team Rupert. Fuck out of here. So that's so that's what I was gonna say. Like, so in this case, do you feel like your friends have to be Team Jessica or Team Revere? Because I feel like why can't you be both? I feel like we should be a package deal. I ain't saying you gotta be my best friend. And so honestly, you're saying that I should like all of your friends because I don't. Okay, but which one of my friends don't make you feel included though? Don't worry, I wait. I just didn't want to name them <laughs> in this situation. Most of the people that I associate with. Well, that one time we were at your godfather's house, your god sister, I didn't, I felt like she made. Oh. Uh, there was a situation, and I don't think she meant it maliciously. Yeah. I do, I just don't think it was properly thought out. Um, and I don't, I would, I'm not going to say that I don't feel included or liked. I don't necessarily, and I also. First of all, I'm my only child. I don't need to be around anybody. Right. So I don't like I don't care. But I do feel like there needs to be some sort of reverence for the relationship. Does so it, I do feel like that your your friends not I shouldn't have to I don't necessarily have to like your friends, but I do think our your friends or my friends should respect our relationship and having a, a boundary there. I feel like most of the people I associate with do. However, your friends tend to act like I don't exist. Like I ain't like the kids y'all say happy birthday to, like I ain't play no part in that. Or like you know what I'm saying? And you know, I will say, I will admit this. This is a a tad <laughs> this is a tad bit of me being uh narcissistic. What? I will I will admit that. Oh, because wow. I don't I'm not gonna lie. I just I don't like it, babe. I don't I don't like it when when people treat you like you're just going through this world by yourself and you know what I'm saying? Like you just out here doing everything and I'm just like sitting up with my feet propped up playing PS5, which I still don't know how to fucking hook up yet. But you know, <laughs> that's a story for another time. But like legit. So it, it does bother me a little bit. It does. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Not enough where I'm just like, man, fuck them hoes. Because they're not hoes. They're all awesome women. They really are. Because mm-hmm, I do at least associate with, you know, stand-up people. 
Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. Before you heard the thank you for being a friend uh, podcast, that was such a great promo. I I was so proud of myself for that. Like that, that shit came out perfect. Um, How did you categorize people that you met as friends before you knew any of that, like the bond of love, any of that? How did you categorize people? So I'm I'm very cognizant of a the f word. I don't I don't necessarily categorize everyone as my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I have people that I associate with for work purposes only. And you are a Monday through Friday, nine to five person that I talk to. And we always say that, oh, yeah, we should get together. And knowing good damn well, we ain't getting together after duty hours. Like, or my other favorite, we should get the kids together. Oh, yeah. So and then I do. No, I, I no. do believe in parenting politics. So I do believe Absolutely. that there's there's people that I um not that I'm I don't and I don't even like to say friends with that. We we get together solely because we have children that are involved in many activities. So just by default, we're together a lot. So I do say, especially when Jaden was playing football, I was with those women all the time between practices and games and away games. Like we were together so much. Love all of them. They're great people. I just don't know like they were football friends. So I think I've always been very cognizant of the people and the spaces that they they're in. I like to say that you know I compartmentalize you know my people. So there's work people. I mean I've I, Joni, I've known since high school, and no we don't talk every day, but like she is legit my friend. She reaches out, we we communicate, we you know we talk about the kids like those type of things, but we don't just based upon our lives and our friend our friendship. We're not the oh my gosh we talk every single day. Um, so I, I'm very good about putting people or people that I call my friend or associate with in categories. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So I think uh, the older I get, so I I feel like I use the word friend very loosely because I remember we've had conversations. <laughs> we've had conversations. We're just like, yo, like. Can we literally just like name off a roster of people to just like yo? These are our friends, and I think we we both had some some mutual answers. But I I truly stand on the fact that you don't know who your friends really are until you go through some shit. I I truly I truly feel like that, and it don't even have to be anything catastrophic. You know, it don't have to be like oh I need some money. It don't have to be nothing crazy like that. But just you know, kids sick. I don't know, just, you know what I'm saying, like something random going on. To me, that's when you see, like, who your friends really are. And this is why I, like, going way back to the the Friends episode is why, like I said, like, man, you know, like, I don't, I don't feel like I have to talk to you every day, you know what I'm saying, to, to be your friend. However, if you absolutely needed me, there ain't a time in the world that somebody can say, like, man, I needed Mario and he went there for me. And I kind of, I hate to say I pride myself on that, but, you know what I'm saying, even, not even on, like, catastrophic things, man, just like the other day, man, shot to my boy, AJ. I had a basketball game, like, 45 minutes away. And this man drove all the way over uh, to this game just to, you know, watch me, watch me coach and watch uh, Jaden play. Literally came and sat there, talked to me, we kind of chopped it up about, you know what I'm saying, life, the basketball game, you know, some, you know, they're done with football, and we did that, and then he bounced. You know what I'm saying? Like, So tell me, then, how do you decide how to mix these people together? 
So this is where I fall victim at right here. Because mm-hmm, he just be mixing <laughs> everybody, and I'd be like, this don't go together. So most people would cl- would classify me as like a life of the party type person. Like if I walk in a room, I don't I don't like to say I demand attention, but just my personality is very big. You know what I'm saying? So people are going to naturally like gravitate to me, whether I'm just chilling, laughing, whatever. By the end of the night, I'm going to be having, Jonathan always jokes about me with this. He's like, man, like by the end of the night, Mario going to know like four or five random people that we ain't going to even know and they just going to be talking. Like, it's, So I pride myself in like whenever they're like different groups of people that I know, in my mind, I'm just like, man, like I feel like I can bring all these people together and we all have a good time and everything like work out cool. Like in my mind, like everything is going to be cool because I'm here and I can kind of make sure everybody around me is having a good time. Right. But you can't be in all of those circles at the same time. And I think that's the problem when it comes to mixing groups is that you, we think that we can do that, but you're the common denominator. Yeah. You're the person that everybody knows. And when some people are, aren't open or just don't have the connection. So I think that we had a friend situation and we ended up, figuring it out and making it work. But I remember us having a conversation very early on when we were hanging out with this couple. And I was like, man, like I'm having a really hard time connecting because we, there was an age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, and we had kids around the same age, but there was still an age difference. There was still an interest difference. And like, I remember coming home from hanging out at one point and I was like, babe, like I like her and she's a very nice She's a very nice lady. I'm just having a really hard time keeping the conversation going because we are, there's just not a lot like there. Like we're, which I don't have a problem talking about mothering. Like I'm like, obviously I am a mother, but I don't, I mean like when I'm off of mothering or like kids are asleep or we're hanging out, we're having adult time. Like I don't want to talk with my kids all the time. Thanks. So there was just, we ended up getting over it. Like we ended up getting over the hump, but it was almost to the point where you were like, you want to go hang? And I was like, no, <laughs> cause like I have to be in the right my mental space because I'm, cause I'm having to force the conversation versus it just flowing naturally and being able to just figure out, you know, how we impact in certain, you know, how we flow in different areas. And that's how Shireen and I got cool because we were just talking one day like just one day we're just like we've hung out but we had hung out before and we've talked and had general conversation but one day we actually had just really realizing that man like we've we've we have this in common wow we've experienced this situation you know before and just and mind you there is an age difference yeah but we just realized like dang like we connect on so many levels not just surface but deep areas and then we're able to have quote unquote deep conversations about said area and, you know, it just blossomed into a, a really good friendship. But sometimes it, it can be tough if you have to force that conversation. So let me ask you this. So okay. this is actually a really good transition. So I feel like this at times, and this is also going to be a sprinkle of my narcissism. Oh. But have you ever been like the core member of a friend group and the the two, three, four, five, six of y'all get along just fine. You know everybody's tendencies. Everybody knows your tendencies. Y'all get along. Everybody's honky-dory. Out of nowhere, they bring two, Random three, person. four people into the fold. 
So now that five people have turned into nine people. Do you like do you in a way feel possessive is a bad word here, but do you feel like eh, like this kind of our group, so like it just feels weird. I, and I before you answer, I would admit that. Like I definitely feel like that way sometimes. Like I feel like when you have a core group of people that are like are just clicking on all cylinders, there absolutely can be cool people that you can add to the fold. But they just shouldn't be regulars. They shouldn't be regulars. So I, I, I do think in situations you can add people. Um, it just depends on what you're adding them for. Yeah. So one situation in particular that I can remember with you is the garage crew. Yeah. Which, you know, hang out, BS, drink, whatever. But then there were times and moments that there would be mentorship that would be going on. Yeah. Well, a random can come to that part of it. Like Absolutely. that's totally fine. Cause yeah. I mean, that would be, you know, kind of mixing, mm-hmm. but when you start getting into certain situations, I think what ends up happening is that, you know, you guys have formed a bond. Yeah. There's inside jokes. There's past, past relationship that has happened. So the outsider comes in and it's like, now you got to catch them up. And the other thing, too, is that are they a permanent person in this friend group or are they just a visitor? Exactly. So when you are talking about hanging out with different people, I'm not saying that you can't do it. I just think you need to be mindful because you can't have your club and ratchet friends hanging out with your professional people. And mind you, it's not necessarily that those people that are professional don't have a ratchet side or a club inside. Mm -hmm. They just don't do it with you. I think that is important to understand is that if you hang out with this particular group strictly on a professional level, then it's hard to say, oh, let's mix it. Now, I was a part of a trip. I went to L.A., as you've talked about before, with 10 other women that I only knew three of them going into the trip. Jesus, take the word. Or two of them. And then I met the other one, met the other one. And she was here. And I told you before I left, I was like, this is going to be interesting because we're literally coming in for one, for it was a birthday. So we went in for one person's birthday. So we all came in with the same. She's a prime example of this. Yes. We all came in with the same intention of we're here to celebrate this person's birthday. And the thing about it was, is that the, I would say the difference in this, and mind you, they all knew each other from various walks of life. Mm -hmm. Um, They all knew the, the birthday girl from, past bases or whatever, you know, randomish stuff. So I'm nervous going into it. Cause I'm like, well, you know, I know her from work. We hang, we've hung out before. I mean, I love her. She's great. Like that, that wasn't the issue, but we're talking about going out. We're talking about clubbing. We talking about spending money, getting <laughs> VIP tables. And like, when you start talking about money and friends and Lord Jesus, just take the wheel. When they say red flag. <laughs> right. So, it, you know, I'm always like, oh, okay, the trip was great. I had a good time. There were, but I will tell you, out of out of those women, there were people that I one hundred percent connected with on a different level than I did maybe somebody else. Hmm. Partly because we had things in common, um, whether that was marriage or kids or work or just views. Period. Whatever. Right. So, did you find yourself flocking to them more than the other people in the group? Oh, absolutely. I think you tend to. So, in this case, so mixing friend groups, actually, there was a benefit, but you don't feel like like your newfound relationship with these group of people affected the core group of relationship with the people you were cool with, right? No, because I could tell that 
this was a new relationship with, you know, maybe one or two other ladies there. Yeah. Where this relationship that they've had had been going on for so long, like, it was on a totally different level. This was very, oh, yeah, we like this in common. We have this in common. Hey, let's exchange phone numbers. Let's exchange, you know, um, social media handles, et cetera. Okay, that's great. But they go and visit each other, like, on site, you know, on the side, which is totally fine. I don't, I'm not the friend that feels slighted because I'm not invited to the to the trip or to the, oh yeah, I went to go see such and such. Oh, we, we didn't invite you. Okay, that's fine. I mean, obviously we're, we are friends. We are associates on a different level. We met each other in this one situation. Yeah. And then you figure out how that, situ- you know, that bond grows or, or it doesn't grow. So I want to, I want to go back to something real quick. And it made me, when you were bringing up the garage crew, it made me think about it. So I know for a fact, there's going to be at least one person in my in my inbox, <laughs> yeah, it is eleven forty-five. One of my kids is up playing music, and uh, just about to kill him. But anyway, so there, I know there's going to be at least one person that says, "Like, oh, you know, like I don't necessarily agree with you know when you're you're bringing people along." So I would tell you, like, when it comes to um, people that you like laughed with, you like shed tears with. You've shed tears with or you've shed tears uh, for, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, you have close family bonds. Like, when you bring new people into the fold, like, that's, that's what I mean. Like, it like it hits different because it's like, yo, like, I've established a very personal relationship with these people. And now, like, you come along and we got to figure out, like, who you are and what you're about. And honestly, like, for Mario, it tends to have me put up like a wall because I'm like, man, like, I can be talking to you and joking to you and blah, blah, blah. But then when I talk to this person, I'm going to be totally different. I'm going to be very, like, neutral because I don't I don't know you. I don't trust you, more importantly. So I don't know what kind of information I can, I can divulge with you when it's just my core group of friends. We can talk about anything under the sun. And like you said, when it's like a mentoring thing, that's different. You know what I'm saying? But when it's the core of us, we can talk about whatever. But when you start bringing people into the fold because they're cool, I just like, yes. A lot of people are cool. I totally agree with that. However, comma, cool ain't always the best mix of people because you might be cool, but you might not know how to relate to what this person got going on who was just crying 10 minutes ago. Like, you might not even know, but we at our core might know how to handle him or, you know what I'm saying, like, relate to the situation because we know what's going on. So that's why, like, I personally hate when people get brought into the fold. Now, I recently was brought into a fold and it's so funny it hit different mm. when it was me like <laughs> so tell, tell me more so I'll, I'll get into it so um so mark marcus and aj you know what i'm saying my, my boys over at desert age uh football coaches so you know they would always invite me to the game now so let me say this i never got like field passes i always paid because i wanted to support the school all that kind of stuff. So I never got like special privileges or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I just just parlay, pull up. So after every game, all the coaches like go uh, to this place to eat. It's a local restaurant, super duper cool place. They all know them when they come. They, I ain't say roll out the red carpet. They load up the tables and everybody comes out to eat. So the first game I went to, you know, we were just talking to Chapito. Now mind you, I had talked to all of them minus AJ. I talked to Mark and Mark like all the time on social media, right? So we were talking about football, blah, blah, blah. And they was like, man, like, you should come be a coach. So we were like joking about it. 
And I was like, man, like y'all just won this game like fifty six to eight. There's nothing I can do for y'all as a coach that's gonna help y'all because y'all whooping ass and taking names, right? So we're laughing and joking. Now the way the table was set up, it was a shit ton of people at this table. But I was kind of in the middle. Mark was next to me. AJ was across from me. Marcus was next to him. And then it was everybody else, a part of the coaching staff, like to my left and to my right. Now, some people were cool. You know what I'm saying? There were a couple of dudes that had chopped it up with me that was super cool. It was other people that didn't say a word to me, like didn't say anything. I don't want to say they gave me dirty looks, but you could tell they were just like. They were evaluating you. They exactly. were. They had you on the. We feeling him out. The outside, the circle of trust, and you were on the outside of exactly. it. Exactly. So one of them mentioned like, oh, I think it was AJ. He's like, yeah, we were joking about, you know, Canyon View, like the school I coach. And they're like, yeah, this Canyon View right here, you know, he coaching basketball. And shit, boom, boom. And you can tell they was kind of looking like. Who would that? Like, oh, he coached. Okay, cool. So then one of the guys gets up, like, they had a big win. And he was like, yeah, hey. <laughs> He's like, everybody, shots on me, shots on me. And then he looks at me, and he goes, well, shots for everybody I know. And I was like. I, I know you didn't. <laughs> like, so first of all, like, I was like, man. I don't like, want your funky shot no way. Exactly. And, like, I, I ain't going to lie. I kind of felt some kind of way about it. Because I was like, well, he that was unnecessary. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, but, I remember. But I was like, man, that, this is so unnecessary. Like, it really was unnecessary because I'm I'm literally here. I have done nothing but spoke high praise about this program and, you know, everything that they're doing there. So I would hope, ooh, I'm about to, I'm about to contradict myself. I would hope that the people that Mark and Marcus and AJ bring into the fold, you would know have been properly vetted. So when they come around, you think they're going to be good? Oh, I just contradicted the fuck out of myself. So I, but in that situation, I do think there were some other things going on, right? I do think that there was some, I don't want to say job security, but, you know, it, it is like a new person coming in. And if there was a potential of a quote-unquote job or coming in to coach or whatever the case is. But I think that some of them just, it seems, again, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But it was, it's like a new person coming into your friend group. And you're like, who, how about who this woman? Cause you just want to, like, do we got to catch them up? Like, what about all of our inside jokes? Like, it's just, it can be a lot. But see, this is why I say, like, me being a neutral person is really good because I don't even know the back jokes. So the issue with you being quote unquote neutral, because I don't necessarily <laughs> agree that you Y'all are neutral. Y'all hear that shade? Y'all hear that shade? You being quote unquote neutral. Because I don't get me wrong. I think you are a likable person. I think that you are very charismatic. We've had this discussion over the years. Like, I think that is probably one of the benefits that you are able to. I don't want to say that you code switch because I think that you're who you are all the time. But what I'm saying is, is that I think that you are able to float around in various circles from a professional perspective to a club and ratchet perspective, like on all in all facets of that spectrum. And, and you're right, you can be very neutral and you have something to talk about, you have something to bring to the table. But I think when you're talking about true friendships and like being able to say like we are friends and we're hanging out, that's a totally different conversation. And in that particular situation, I feel like that was more of a professional situation was to, you know, to some of these guys, like they're hoping to get a coaching job somewhere else. You know, they're they're studying under the tutelage of, you know, Mark and Marcus and you know, they're hoping for bigger and better possibilities or they just clout chasing one of the two. Oh, and 
And <laughs> they, what they did was they saw you coming in and they're like, oh, see, look, he likable. He's sitting next to them. Like, they like him. They, and again, mind you, they have no clue of your past relationship, right? Because yeah. that's the other thing. They don't know. Because it was almost like a two friends, you know, friend mixing. You got mixed in and then they got mixed in. Yeah. So now everybody's looking like, well, what the hell's going on here? Like, where they know this fool from? And they seem to get along. Mind you, they've known each other for a hot minute. So yeah. it's not like you just came around today. So you've got, you know, judgment on both sides between you judging them, them judging you in the relationship with the common denominator where the three, um, you know, Mark, Marcus and AJ. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned code switching. This is how I feel like you must have took a, a look at my notes. Oh, I didn't even look at them. Tell me if you agree or disagree with uh, this statement. We as people tend to code switch with the people in our lives, meaning that we change the way we speak based on who we're talking to. In other words, the way you interact with your high school friends will probably be different from the way you talk to your coworkers. If you have a situation where you're bringing those people together, it's normal to be nervous, not only about how they'll interact, but how you're going to act around them. You agree or disagree with that? So I, I can agree with that because I do think it does depend upon how you present yourself. Yeah. Because if you have your representative out with certain people and then you, 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 you're yourself with your friends and you try to mix this together, like how now you don't know how you're supposed to act. So I, that's what I mean. I try to make sure that I'm, you know, me in all avenues or I don't mix those groups that I'm 100. If I'm because you did talk about me that one code switching time. You have your work voice and then you do have your. Baby. I do. I absolutely have a work voice. You sound just like that dude in Danny Glover movie. I do not sound like that, but I absolutely have a work voice. I have a I feel like I have a work persona because. My job requires me to be on all the time. My job requires for me to engage with people and to be influential, et cetera. Or that's, and that's me from a work perspective. I do shut up. She's turning it on right now. So I do believe that, you know, I, I do have a work, I do have a work person. And then when I'm off, like there's a lot of times where I just don't want to engage. And then I don't have to because I'm at home and I can talk to you. how I want to Fair. So I, I do, but I do think that I, I think that we look at code switching as a bad thing. I do think it matters how you code switch because I do think that in certain circles, I was just listening to MJ Harris talking about how he was at a dinner and, you know, he is his fabulous self all the time. And this lady was trying to be microaggressive and just, oh, what do you do? You know, looking down to him and, you know, he, you know, very Oh, this is what I do. And it was so appropriate. Like he didn't code switch per se, but he had to let her know in a very professional and way. Cause what he wanted to do was cuss her out and be like, heaven, you don't know what the hell I do. He's literally yeah. makes a ton that's of money. That's the gay dude, yeah? Yes, he is homosexual. I'm not, I'm just saying like that's. Yes, but he sells insurance. He has multiple streams of income. He got income. his nephew on. Yep, his yeah. nephew's son. And that was the thing. His nephew's son was at this event. And this lady who was not used to seeing us in those environments was using microaggression to basically talk down to them. Mm. And I think that he very eloquently and professionally handled the situation. Mm. But some people would say that, oh, he code switched because that's not how he talks to us on Instagram. No, sometimes you just can't be Ratchet McRatcherson. Ratchet <laughs> McRatcherson. <laughs> And you need to be able to handle things appropriately. 
Hence why little thought Tiana at the holiday party. Oh my God, babe. We still talking about her. Didn't get snatched up. I'm just saying, like you have to. So we talk about staying in character, you know, and, I, and or excuse me, get let allowing somebody because it was in your "bitch don't kill my vibe" episode, yeah. allowing somebody to get you out of character. Yeah, we look at that, right? So I think that code switching. Don't get me wrong, code switching can be bad because I've seen it done, and I'm like, now you know, good doggone well, this is not who you are. Do I put on a professional voice at times? Absolutely, but am I am I myself? You come to our meetings on Tuesday with our fellow first sergeants. They know that I am cray cray. They know that I'm going to give them one, at least one per meeting. Give but them one what? Just, you know, I'm going to say something ignorant. Oh, okay. Just check it. I'm going to say something ignorant in the in the meeting. They already know. Child, listen. <laughs> I can't believe you're talking about this girl from the holiday party. Watch, and I ain't going to never see her again. Watch. You know what's going to be funny? I'm going to see her. Oh or actually, I actually I, I think that you're going to see her again, and then she's going to be like, I don't know. I Can don't, I touch and, your ass, her review? I'm nah, like, I don't. I don't. Man, I, do you like that? Listen, little Tatiana, I don't care. I know who I know who he prefers to touch his oh ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> So listen, let, let's let's bring this home, man, because we over an hour. So we listen, too much fun. So look, so you feel like mixing friend groups. So so in conclusion, are you for or against it, or do you feel like there are certain provisions where it's okay? Because we literally just gave examples of each. Yes, absolutely. So I do yeah. I do think that there are times where you can mix friend groups, mm-hmm. but I think you need to temper your expectations. Because everybody, like your your BFF that you are absolutely friends with, and you're like, oh my gosh, like I really think you would get along with Sally. Like I think it'd be so amazing. It may not be, but I think that we need to understand that we have just like you know you talked about with your last episode with friends. Like we need to understand those seasonal friends or friends you have for certain situations. They're not. You may not want to mix those groups. Part of that is just being cognizant of understanding the people that you hang around because. Some people, when you get them in a new environment, aren't going to open up. They opened up to you because you built and cultivated that relationship. And therefore, now you guys have a bond. Right. You put that person that you've cultivated a relationship with in a new situation. You are starting over at ground zero. And now that person has to then trust that person because who knows what y'all talked about, whatever, you know, whatever level of friendship that is. So you bring a new person into that close knit relationship. Now that other person is very guarded. Because I don't want to share my whatever we've talked about with my relationship, with my work or whatever, and fear that you're the new person. What if you know somebody that I'm talking about and you go back and tell them like now that person feels like an outsider. So that's the other caveat to mixing. And again, if it's going to be a party and everybody's hanging out, that's a that's that's totally appropriate. When you start bringing people in or having smaller group settings. Understanding yeah. that you're gonna, you as the common denominator have to flex. How you are with friend group one, and you're different with friend group two. You're gonna have to figure out what that middle ground looks like because you can't. It's harder for you, and it exerts so much more into um, energy, both mentally and physically. Because if you realize how much time you have to code switch to be hanging out with John and Sally from work, and then you're hanging out with, um, you know. 
Shakira and whoever else out. Shakira. Well, I was going to say something different, but I felt like that wouldn't be appropriate. But if you're hanging out with your homegirls and then you have your, your work friends, very different situation. Absolutely. That's why you're exhausted at the end of the night because you didn't have to switch back and forth to these two friend groups and flex your personality. Therefore, now you tired. That's why we're exhausted when we're in these human interactions because you're having to flex in areas that you don't have to normally flex in. Man. All night. I don't think I've ever thought about that. Yes, if you, I, I do recommend that everybody takes the dis the DISC personality um, quiz, and it really talks about <clears throat> like what your dominant trait is, but then what you are. So I one hundred percent know that's why I'm exhausted when I come home because I'm having to flex in an area that is not. It's my. It is a high area for me, but it's not my highest. Yeah. So because I have to flex so much in that area, I'm tired because I've been flexing all day and building in that particular area. And then now I'm tired. And then I want to just hover in my hole and put my comfy sweater on and just not have to talk to people in the manner in which I talk to them. Now, mind you, the funny part is I love mentoring. I love pouring. I love influencing. I love doing that. That shit exhausting. But it is so exhausting. So that survey tells you where your weaknesses are and where your, where your strength is and then how you flex. And that's the part that exerts a ton of energy is the flexing. That's why you're tired. If you realize like, dang, like I'm, I'm one way this in this situation and I'm a different way in another situation. It's because you're using some of your weaker personality traits that becomes now dominant based upon the situation that you're in. Damn. I legit don't think I've ever thought of that. <laughs> Shouts out to Chief Khaki Kreider. Man, he but, taught me that part of it. But real life like that, that actually makes sense why. Like even me as as extroverted as I am sometimes, like man, like sometimes when I'm around people a lot, like I literally just like I don't want to do shit. Like I don't want to be around people. I just like I need to like recharge from like taking these like emotional bullets from different people. Like every day, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it gets really. I was just having this talk, well, not talk, but I was thinking about this to myself about, you know, what I'm saying like even like dealing with people who have like mental health issues. Like it's fantastic listening to people, but man, like it can be exhausting. It can be exhausting, and it's the downfall to like opening up to people sometimes is that they like you're that person now, so they're gonna always come to you whether you're ready to receive whatever they got to hear or not. And that gets really, really tiring. Yeah. Man. Yeah, baby, that was good. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I can't even give a a concluding statement to that because I thought that was, that was actually really fucking good. I have a conclusion for you. What you got? Don't say nothing about that Governor Holiday party. I wasn't going to say <laughs> nothing about that, Tiana. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, no, I would just say, like, in, like for real, for include, you know, in closing, you know, I, I think that part of it is just being cognizant and not only of your friend groups, but of yourself and how you flex. Um, and, and honestly seek to know you better because I think that's part of it is understanding your friends, understanding you. And then that helps as you are starting to quote unquote, attempting to mix friend groups or even understanding if you should mix friend groups, because there are some people where they're great. I love this group of friends. I love that group of friends. There's no way in God's green earth that we're going to all get together unless it is like a promotion party or a birthday party or something of that nature. But then that means I'm the one, you know, having to do the flexing, not them. 
So understanding your role as the common denominator. I want to end this episode by saying to all of Justice friends, I do not hate all of you. Um, I just dislike some of you. But uh, I would appreciate it if you stop feeling like I don't contribute to my wife's successes as she contributes to my... Um, fuck y'all. All right. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> joke. Joke. That lady in this thing, real chatty. <laughs> <laughs> like that baby at, that they lady at State 44 for your birthday doing the absolute most. Yeah, chatty, Okay, well let's wrap, let's bring it all home. All right, man. Let's let's get up out of here. Hey man, as always. Uh well first off, baby, thank you for coming on the show. Um I will tell you, there actually have been people that um have suggested uh that we do like little relationship pieces every now and then. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I would need to understand the demand for it. Like, I, you know, here's the thing, right? Just real talk, and I, and then I'm going to shut up. This is Mario's thing. This is his release, and I'm 100% here and supporting it, you know, putting it on my little Facebook page and whatnot. You only did that one time, y'all. But I don't necessarily need to be on all the time. Now, I get it. There are certain things that I think that we do well together and we have conversations on, so... I mean, if there's a topic you want me to come on and talk about, absolutely drop it in the chat, the comment section or whatever he do. I'm here for it. I'm, I mean, hell, I'm in the house when he's doing it. So it's not like I can't just come around and, and drop my two cents. Um, but, you know, there's this is his thing. And I'm just here being supportive during the situation. Yeah, if you listen carefully on some of the episodes, you'll hear her throwing baskets around while she's taking clothes out of the dryer. Oh, but. yeah, I've been getting work done while he be doing this podcast. It's Sunday. See, now see now, your, all your friends are going to think I don't do shit around the house. Like, oh, Jessica Ryan oh, cleaning up and you just God. out here I'm normally finishing shit. laundry after we have already jobbed out for the day. Whatever. Anyway, um, so, all right, we get ready to leave, so I ain't going to lie. I was gonna do an episode about Christmas and like, oh, why, why we don't celebrate traditionally? Yeah, um, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> maybe another day. You know, I don't. That's gonna get more into like a religion, religion. Yeah. conversation, and I, I mean, like Jesus wasn't born on Christmas. Let's just stop it. it. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Hey, man, <laughs> appreciate y'all uh, swinging by. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being. Uh, Loyal supporters, man. Like I said, I appreciate everything y'all do. Everybody likes, shares, comments, all that kind of stuff, man. I greatly appreciate the feedback, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, man. But um, probably won't talk to y'all this week because the holidays are coming up. So enjoy your holidays and all that kind of stuff. Y'all are definitely hear from me before New Year's, for sure. Um, but in the meantime, between time, take care of yourself. Be safe out here. Uh, stay rona free if you can. Any parting shots, baby, you good? Nope, that's it. All right, we out, people.